text this morning is taken from Isaiah chapter 60, from verses 1 to 3. I think for the month says, marching forward. And, um, last week, we were able to establish how to not run with our strength. Today, I'll be speaking on arise, because you cannot march forward when you are sitting on a spot. Arise. Today's service will be more of a prophetic service. I have a word for someone specifically and because of the service I will I'll speak to the person. I saw I saw the lady that I was preparing for service. God told me a few things that I will say to her in the course of the service when I get there. Oh. Isaiah 16, 1 to 3. The Bible says, Arise, shine. You know, um, anytime I want to explain this scripture, I always tell people that many of us, for so many years, including myself, we have you know, said this scripture very wrongly. Many for years, some of us, many of us said, Arise and shine. By doing two things together. God did not another of confusion. So it says, Arise, come on. Shine. Another, come on. No, not come on. Semicolon. For your light has come. So these are two different events. They are two different events. Arise and shine. So arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to the light, and kings to the brightness of your Rising. So I'll start this morning by telling us that when the word arise comes forth, it's a call to action. When the word arise comes forth, it's a call to action. It's not just a call to action, it's a mandate to step into the next phase. Not just a call to action, it's also a mandate. Arise could also mean the things you have been talking about are what potentials. It could also mean move from potential to kinetic. In other words, stop talking about things. That are dormant. It's time to arise. First, because you cannot, the Bible says, love your neighbor like you love yourself. So you cannot love your neighbor if you don't love yourself. So say to yourself, don't see if your name is Gideon like, like me. Say to yourself, Gideon, but the Gideons I know they are afraid now, going all over the places. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going everywhere. 
So I've been calling for a wedding party now. <laughs> so say to yourself, it's time to arrive. You first say to yourself, it's time to arrive. You now talk after you say to yourself, you now say to your neighbor, neighbor, it's time to arrive. So let's do this one, two, go. So see, it's time to arrive. Baby, it's time to arrive. Hallelujah. Okay. Okay. What can I say this That you can never say arise to someone standing up. Uh, you only say arise to someone sitting or lying down. For what you have said to us, arise. It means there's something you have not entered into. It means there's something you have not entered into. So say to yourselves and say to the person beside that's the format in the now going forward. Joseph, no rising, no shining. And now turn to your neighbor. I promise God that I'm only going to preach twice this month, not for Sunday. So I think I'll do a lot of in-depth teaching today. That when Pastor Bosset comes next week Sunday. On the already existing structure. So let's continue. The areas you are not shining. So people, you will get a very nice picture of our own white white. There's plastics everywhere. The areas you are not shining are the areas you are not raising. The areas where you are not shining are the areas you are not raising. So maybe you have been celebrating experiences or your intelligence over prophecies. Every time God says arise, it's a call to duty. It's a call to duty. It means there's something God wants you to step into. Genesis chapter 13 and verse 14. It means there's something God wants you to step into. Genesis 13, 14. The Bible says, And the Lord said to Abraham, After Lot had separated from him. This is one of the scriptures where you learn lessons. This particular scripture is a scripture, maybe sometime in April, I'll teach on this scripture in midweek service only. This particular verse only. The Bible says, and the Lord said to Abraham, after the Lord had separated from him, lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. So what is this saying? 
This is the story of God uh, and Abraham. You check this happened before uh, before this. Abraham was just minding his business, and God spoke to Abraham. Arise, go into go to a land I will show you. God spoke to Abraham, mark my words. And Abraham decided that, okay, I will go with Lot, my cousin or something. When God had not stopped him. But listen to me, when he got to that land, the Bible didn't record any misunderstanding between Abraham and Lot. But there were too many misunderstandings between their servants. There's so much misunderstanding between their servants. I want you to understand that people don't follow what you say as a leader. They follow your spirit. So that's probably one of the reasons why the servants of Lot they want to keep fighting with servants of Abraham. And all the while, God kept right. He didn't say anything to Abraham. To Abraham. He didn't say what? To him. Because why? <coughs> and he got to a point when the fight became too much. He called Lord and said to Lord, Bro, come for us to be productive. I think we need to go our separate ways. I'll do you the honor of first of all pick anywhere you want. After you have picked, I will settle for what is left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and he picked the well watered land. Somebody that wrote him that God spoke to, and he wondered why his servants and Abraham's servants were always fighting. <laughs> Thank God. Somebody may go to eat and he decided to hold your hand. He said to him, he said, you now pick the well that well water place. And the dry patches, the dry patch land were given to Abraham. To Abraham. At the point he didn't know that Sodom and Gomorrah would be destroyed. He picked the beautiful place. And he never knew at the moment he walked away, he walked away from his blessings. He never knew that moment he walked away, he entered into a curse. So the scripture happened when God left. Says, and the Lord said to Abraham, I don't know why he went back to put after God and departed from him. There are some people in your life, there are some people in your environment that will block free flow of the move of the Spirit around you. There are some alliances you get into and you will never hear from God until you dissociate yourself from those alliances. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. 
As you rise, you will shine again. Amen. I don't know those who have concluded on you that nothing good can come out of you. I pray in the name of Jesus, you will shine again. Amen. Your mockers. Will God will curse your mockers? Amen. God will curse them. Amen. And your maker will cause you to shine. Amen. The prayer answering God will answer your prayers. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So the Bible said, said, Lord, He chose places that water at the Garden of Egypt. When he went, curse went with him. Then God spoke to Abraham again in Genesis 13 14, as we just read, after Lot had been separated from him. There are things that are seized in your life because you are doing something wrong, or because you have the wrong person in your boat. Let me pray for you again. In the name of Jesus, there will be swimming of the accent again. What the devil took from you is coming back. May the grace upon your life speak. And there's a time, there are times that you speak for your vision, and there are times that the vision, your vision speaks for itself. I pray for you in the name of God, your vision will speak in the mighty name of Jesus. So, as we cried, God now said to Abraham, after God had departed from him, and said to him, I didn't talk to you before because I just didn't want to talk to you because you were walking in disobedience. But after I obeyed God and did what he was supposed to do, he took away the covering of men. Because what's the meaning of Lot? Lot means a veil. So he took away the covering of men and took on the covering of God. The moment he separated from God. Now many of us who take the covering of men and throw away the covering of God. I pray for someone under the sound of my voice. You would not be wise in your own eyes. And the word, any word you have spoken that is standing against you, I apply the blood against you right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. This is lift up Christ from the place where you are. From where you are. I don't care how bad. I don't care what it is you have done. I pray this season you will see something. Amen. God will visit you. Amen. In this season, I pray again, the accent will swim up again. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Can I hear a louder? Amen. amen. Can I hear a threefold? Amen. 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 Verse 16 of Genesis 13. Let's read together. I want to go. And I'll make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man would number the dust of the earth, 
you know, the sun, the center will also be normal. Let me just give you a very clear illustration and you will understand about this prophecy. Go to your house now, clean the entire place, wipe off the dust, and close the door and travel for two to three weeks and come back. Nobody went there. Nobody touched anything. You come back and find dust again. And he says that if the man who remember the dust of the earth, that's when anybody will be able to wipe your name out. And you know, under 17, he says to Abraham again, scream it. And he screams. Give it to you. When God says a lies, it's a call to duty. Somebody is here. God is calling you. You have gone with friends. You have done stuff. And maybe you have given up and your head is down. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Let there be a strange restoration. The things the Bible commands, if you don't understand why the service is going this way, one of the things the Bible commands you not to despise is prophesying. Don't be an unbelieving believer. So I prophesy for you to you now. As you rise, everything will rise. The love in your family will rise. Your business will rise. Amen. Your career will rise. Amen. Your vision will rise again. Amen. I pray in the name of Jesus that great opportunity is coming. Amen. God will make you bounce up again. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Can I hear a threefold amen? Amen. Amen. So I'm in a big kitchen, making food in a live session with so many subscribers. Amen. 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 I saw it. And you know why I'm saying this? Because I just believe that if you you are smart and sensitive and want to invest in someone. Now, where is a better place to invest? It's something that God has sent us as a better and a good place to invest. I saw it. You know, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I'm not someone who, who says things, just anyhow. I saw it. I saw it. I was preparing this Loretta is not one of my very. She's not in my space that much. It's not like we talk every day. So, but I saw it, and I know what I saw. And I pray that it will come to pass. In your lifetime, it will come to pass. It will come to pass speedily. In the mighty name 
of Jesus. Amen. So 1 Kings 18.21. 1 Kings 18.21. I'm getting into the crux of the matter gradually. Let's read together. I want to go. And Elijah came to all the people and said, When you falter between two opinions, if the Lord is God, follow him. But if God follow him, but the people answered him, not in word. Let me quickly give you an insight to this story. But this is the incident that God has been talking to the process of God. Let me tell you something about God. If you want to strength a social media, pastors, follow back. If you want social contracts, sleep with up and get and get there, follow back. If you want to shine forever, follow God. <laughs> and in first Kings 1833, please talk to verse 33. First Kings 18.33, let's read together. And he put the wood in order, cut the wood in pieces, and laid it on the wood, and said, Fill four water pots with water, and pour it on the bond sacrifices and on the wood. Please pay attention to the word order. Order. Most miracles we are praying for or looking for. Is a miracle of order or is eating in order? Our God is a God of order, orderliness. Once order is in place, God can move. We were asking fire to come down. <laughs> and we put all the sacrifice in place. Fire to consume. Look at verse 34. I love that verse. Let's read together. And read it. Pay attention to the quotation marks. Let's read together. One, two, go. Then he said, Do it a second time. And he did it a second time. And he said, Do it a third time. And he did it a third time. He kept giving. He kept giving and giving and sacrificing because he wanted fire to come. Because he wanted the fire to come. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that anything that says nobody's head will be lifted in your family. Let the carpenters of heaven break it down right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, when Jezebel heard that Elijah killed four fifty men, prophets of God, she said to herself that God do to me what he did to the four fifty prophets that killed me. If in 24 hours, he said, he's still on his bed. That's what she said. <laughs> and Elijah began to run. Someone who killed 450 people. 
And the man saw just one person threatening him, and he began to run. Yeah, we met. And he began to run. Are you here? You are going through some things, and your heart is broken. People are looking at you. At the four fifty you killed yesterday, not knowing you don't have strength anymore. You are using the eyes of someone looking four fifty last week to look at you, not knowing that you don't even have strength anymore. Are you down? You don't want to die. First Kings 19, verse 4. First Kings 19, verse 4. Let's read together. I want you to. But he himself went in this journey to the wilderness and came and sat down under a tree and he prayed that he might die and said, It is not now. Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. Let me just crack you up. If you truly wanted to die, in the dark of heart, you didn't need to pray for God to kill him. Are you getting it? If you truly wanted to die, you didn't really need to pray. But why would somebody just get to a point where he or she feels like, I need to take it off. I need to just end it off, sorry. Maybe the person is at a point where you don't even see potential in tomorrow. You don't see anything good coming from tomorrow or even next year. Maybe the person is too tired to even press in. And trust me, wherever you point, whatever point you are, it is legitimate. Maybe the person is just too tired to keep on keeping on. That's why somebody will decide if your body has been going good. Why would you want to end your life? And let me warn you a lot of us young people, money and comfort. Can't stop with depression. Contentment. And trust in God. It all stops depression. You can ask a lot of big men, leading in that big name, in Korea or so, or some of those places. You see, wealthy women wink at young boys in traffic. Of Lagos, where I live. Are you here today? You are not rising and shining, and you feel enough is enough. You look at your lineage, you look at your father, you look at your phone contact list, nothing can pay. 
Can you find somebody that you can call and say, Borrow me on their feet? You look everywhere, and there's no hope anywhere. Are you discouraged here? I pray for you that the word of God will come to pass in your life. Yeah. What you waited for will come to pass speedily. Yeah. You will smile again. Yeah. You will shine again. Yeah. You will win again. Yeah. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. And are you also in church? Sincerely, when you hear testimonies, people. It gets sad. Not because you are beefing them. But you just ask yourself, say to God, when will my own come? The word of God to you, I want you to scream it, rise again. Rise again. In the name of Jesus, rise again. Rise again. A God of two or three chances is a God of many chances. I pray for you, you will shine again. Yeah. And the wise man said, Someone said, The reason why the world revolves around is because when you miss something, just stand where you are, it will come back to you again. A wise man also said, when you fall, make sure you fall on your back. Because when you fall on your back, you look up. And when you look up, you can rise again. I pray for you, you will rise again. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Some of you are still wondering about what your neighbors will think. to educate you. I'm here to prophesy to you. You will shine again. Amen. Things will get better for you. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus, Amen. you are coming up again. Amen. And if your house accent, your accent is coming up again, in the mighty name of Jesus, Amen. your dream will come to pass again. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And 1 Kings 19 verse 5. 1 Kings 19 verse 5. 19 verse 5. Then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said, Arise and eat. God will send an angel to you. Amen. I said, God will send an angel to you. In your most area of need, God will send an angel to you. In the mighty name of And verse 6, 1 Kings 19, verse 6. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Verse 7. The angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, Arise, eat, for the journey is too great for you. I prophesy to you this morning that greatness is ahead of you. Amen. 
I pray in the name of Jesus, you will shine again. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let's continue. Agai chapter 2 and verse 4. Agai chapter 2 and verse 4. Agai chapter 2 and verse 4. Let's use that I want to go. Yes, now. Be strong. Let me tell you the background of this story. This brother was going to build a house of the Lord. There were so many adversaries. He wanted him to fail. He wanted to just, you know. So God said to him, Get now. Be strong, Jerubabel. Let's read. Says the Lord. And be strong, Joshua, son of Jerusalem, the high priest. And be strong, all you people of the land, says the Lord. And walk with you, says the Lord of hosts. Be strong is all God requires of you. That's all God requires of you. <laughs> Let me tell you about the devil. If you keep your job to the devil, the devil doesn't need your job. Doesn't need your job. The only job he needs is to protect people. And help the asses. If you keep your wife to the devil, the devil doesn't need your wife. She doesn't get married. He, won't, he doesn't want to get married, and he won't get married. If you give your life to the devil, there's nothing he can do with it. Because what do you want to do? Some people crazy in the first place. All that is death. If, and if you give your vision to the devil, he doesn't even know if he needs it. All the devil needs is for you to be rich. That's all the devil needs. God says be strong because God can be with you and you will still fail if you are not strong. I didn't make a mistake. I'm saying it again. God can be with you and you will still fail if you are not strong. Look at Hebrews chapter 10, 35 to 36. Hebrews 10, 35 to 36. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. 36. For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, nothing will take your confidence. As you arise in strength, you will shine again. Surprise your adversaries. Amen. You will get your friends excited. Amen. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed in your life. Amen. Every crooked way shall be straightened. Amen. You will smile again Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And if you know Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, Ephesians 6 and verse 10, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, Ephesians 6 verse 10. Finally, my brethren. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He says be strong because you can be weak and yet be in the Lord. It is possible. You can be weak and yet be in the Lord. I pray for you in the name of Jesus as you are strong. May your testimony be different. Amen. 
In the name of Jesus. Amen. What are the things to know? I have three things to know. Number one, what you couldn't do before, what you tried to do and failed, the moment God steps in into a battle, it is over. Matthew chapter 12, when God steps in, what you couldn't do before, what you tried to do and failed, the moment God steps into a battle, it is over. It is over. <laughs> told me you got someone here. You are all set for marriage. There's someone you're telling to. But all of a sudden, you are just afraid, looking for what is not lost. You know, sometimes you tell me, be strong. I will go with you all the way. Be strong. Tell yourself, be strong. <laughs> Matthew 12, 13. The Lord says, Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out. And he was restored as old as the other. This is the story of a man. One man, one full hand was withered. One full hand was withered. The man was in the withered hand. Meaning, one hand is gone. Here's where the message is. Everything I've been doing is just day from day from. Then the question is that the question I want, the intelligent question I want to ask you this morning one of your hands is withered. And Jesus stands in front of you and asks you, stretch forth your hand. Which hand will you stretch? Which hand will you stretch? And do you stretch? Which hand will you stretch? Many people do this in church. They stretch out the full hand. Whereas God is trying to restore the dead hand. <laughs> I need them to stretch the dead hand. When Jesus said, We need the Spirit of God to lead you up with Jesus. When Jesus said, Stretch forth your hand, he wasn't specific about which hand. Stretch. Then God that hand will miss it. You know why Jesus did that? The meaning of the implication is that you have a choice to lie to people and to yourself. Or you have the choice to come to God the way you are. Tell him the way it is. You have a choice. Jesus called the withered hand. hand. Why then are you giving up? Why then are you discouraged? If Jesus called you without a hand, why do you think that business is dead? Why do you think that vision cannot come to life? 
Jesus called a withered hand. hand. Why do you think you can never travel abroad again? Why do you think it is too good for you? Jesus called a withered hand, hand. Why do you think you cannot sit with kings again? <laughs> Remember what we said last week. See that? When you tell God a problem, that's when God became aware of it. That's when you give him the right to step in. Because nothing catches him by surprise. Do you remember that? Yes. When you tell God the problem, that's not when he became aware of it. That's when you give him the full right to step in. That Christian who comes to church or come to church. That when you quote the Bible for them, they tell you leave that one, that space we have it. Just leave that one. Yeah, that's it. He didn't say I am the truth. He said I am the truth. He means every other thing is a lie. Any other thing outside of the world is a lie. <laughs> Don't be calculating when God is involved. He is not a man. The word of God says the things that are impossible with men are possible with God. Luke 1 37. Number two thing to note, Romans 3, 3. Romans 3 and verse 3. Romans 3 and verse 3. Let's use together. For what if some did not believe? Would their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? <laughs> Very self-explanatory scripture. Why are you down because of what someone is saying to you? Why are you down because of what someone thinks about you? Why are you down because of? We know we live in times, an age where there are too many blackmailers who want to use something you did eight years ago to torment your future. I was on social media, on Instagram. I saw a woman shouting. I want to be. Nigerian companies, top guy. They have raped me before. They have raped me. I'm saying my truth. I don't. I'm not talking down on. You know my version is lying. So I don't know. I'm just thinking. I don't like. You know, one of the things, anti-choice. Us. We need a conversation cafe now with anti-choice. Is that whatever it is you say, you are right. However you respond, you are right. I'm not saying that she's not, I'm just wondering. That's okay, why now? I don't know. Maybe the women may be the better question to say that maybe this is that day when she someone the courage to do. But believing with God, I'm telling you, no matter whatever it is anyone has done in the past, God is saved. God is saved. 
that he should tell you that even your accusers are not innocent. You didn't hear that. God said I should tell you that even your accusers are not innocent. I was only was in the car with me one day. I was talking to myself. Somebody said to me, somebody from 12, 15 years ago was trying to mess with me. I said, uh, uh, something happened 12 or 15 years ago. As you hear what I will do this as if I let you hear from my brother. Quick, quick. Don't waste my time. Yes. Yeah. Look what my family wants. What are you doing? Ah. Ask him. I actually was in the car. I didn't even have the phone. I just called and I told my lawyer. I said, lawyer, somebody is threatening. Your property. How do we handle this thing? Look into it and get back to me. Try to understand it. Why is Jesus, the blood of Jesus, that is still flowing? <laughs> Somebody will now just come from somewhere and be billing you, saying you money to my car. I will do this. Go ahead. <laughs> God said that he tell you, I will have Jesus. Not I feel for you, you will be in the right page. Yeah. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. So if you have God on your side, nobody can be against you. I'm not saying that some things one has done in the past, maybe one might need to face the consequences. It's okay. I'm not downplaying consequences for some of the things, depending on the gravity of it. I don't know what it is. One might need to face the consequences. And number three, God is faithful. Three things. Number three thing to note, God is faithful. First Thessalonians 5 44. I'll begin to round up. First Thessalonians 5 24. When it says, He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. Listen, the way I read the Bible is this. He would have said, He who calls you is wealthy. He could have said, He who calls you is rich. What? <clears throat> that thing we talk, we say all the time about loyalty. God is loyal. If he says something, he's bound by it. God is faithful. Who will also do it? But he chose to use the word faithful. Stop getting worried about what you do. If you do your part, you will surely do your part. Jesus said it is finished on the cross. He meant that 
We have done our part. It's just late for you to God has already done his part. He's faithful. He's faithful. I pray for you this morning. You will see wonders. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And number four, where I close. Before Pastor Boston takes over next week. Numbers 23 and verse 19. Numbers 23 and verse 19. Let's read together. God is not a man.